Hello ladies and gentlemen, you're with Adrianosaurus, uh, the coach of Livin' Tavina Loca. I'm here with you fresh off round 10, magic round. I mean, what a great round. We're going to get to some of the things that were, you know, not great about, you know, magic round. Uh, and some of the things that were, were super about magic round. I mean, I'm a thousand beers in... Today, really, three games of football on Sunday, so I'm 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 hammered. Um, it looks like we've got a record in Nathan Cleary here on the Sunday game. Uh, I, you know, I was contemplating not making Cleary my captain, but because I went there because I'm a Raiders supporter, I went to Saturday. I just when I saw the state of the ground, I was just like, yeah, hundred percent, I'm going to captain Cleary, and look, it paid off dividends. It looks like he's going to smash the record unless these fucking fraudulent scorers fuck him over and fuck it up again, which they've done basically ever since the score from Cody Walker ever happened. It probably should have been broken a few times before, but in regular game time for Cleary to finish in the 240s, it'll be a hard press for them to try to stop it from him being the record scorer uh, from here. So... It looks like we've had a super coach, uh, you know, record score, which is is bloody awesome, really. If 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 I'm being honest, and um, you know, we'll we'll talk about some of the big talking points from the week. I'm only going to cover the 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 rockers and the floppers. I mean, obviously, Adro went to Magic Round this week, so you know, I kind of did actually watched a lot more games live and than I did uh, normally just watch them on the TV. And my points of view are going to be a bit more broader this week, just on what I've seen of the games and how I saw them, um, because I was there live for three of them. Um, and, you know, we'll just go from there. We'll just, we'll just talk about a few other things, I think, for strategy. I'm doing a little bit on strategy this week. I think um, some things sort of became apparent to me on strategy this week. Um and we'll just cover those things as we go along. You know, score-wise, last week, I was actually anticipating a much worse week than I actually had. I was in at about 6,000 after a couple of really bad weeks. Um, I thought I'd, I'd go down, actually, after last week's score. Um, but I actually went up 941 spots. I went up to 5,061. Um, you know, I kind of, uh, it reinvigorated me for the year, you know, for a top 100 uh, finish. It made me think about, you know, at 5,000, I thought I could still make ground in round 13 and it sort of affected my trades, you know, um, you know, moving forward. Uh, my trades were, I went for feeder down to Maddo. I thought it was a good matchup for Maddo. And obviously, with my reinvigorated attitude towards Rand 13, I thought, um, you know, Matter was a good buy for Fafita without, with him being out for two weeks. And I was also able to pocket a whole bunch of money. Um, originally, I was going to go Isaiah Papali'i in, uh, well, I probably was actually going to go Barnett. Um, I just, once I heard that Barnett was... I trust Barry Tui, so I I, I kind of thought that Barnett was going to kick goals, which he actually didn't, and got a rather average score. But I just 
I, I trusted Barry to it um, that he would be kicking goals, and I figured that that would be for extra minutes. And he is around 13 player, so I held him. Uh, and as a result, instead of going from him up to Isaiah Papali'i, I trusted the SC Experience guys, Mike and Savs. I was listening to them on their chat, and it really got me thinking about, um, you know, sort of a, a you know, like a, a power play for. You know, this round particularly with Capewell out and for round 13 in going um, old mate um, Liam Martin. Taking Liam Martin because we, we figured he would get a good score this round. Uh, and we know that he's going to play 80 in uh, the bye. And, you know, with what he's be was, which was negatives, he's likely to go up in price. Um, and... Uh, I saw the benefits in sort of taking him instead of an Isaiah Papali'i, which, uh, you know, naturally you figure that he's probably overs and he's not actually going to score tries every game. Uh, and Liam Martin playing 80 is actually, he's got a great PPM. He's got to play 80 in, in the buy round for 100% sure. And he went out and cracked out a, uh, an 81 this week, which was fantastic for me. Um, my other trade, well, because I really wanted to VC Tommy Turbo for that sort of 150-200 score, um, I couldn't have people on the bench that were really worrisome. And I, you know, I do have Simmonson. I, do, I did have Bloor. But the biggest concern for me was Condon. Um, and in getting um, Liam Martin, who scored 80, I was able to um, get Condon out for Liam Martin. And he, he, he got the 81 this week. My other trade was, you know, Fafita down to Maddo. Um, and, you know, those are round 13 preparations and they all worked out well for me. Um, Maddo with the 68 pre-updates and pre-updates Liam Martin 81. It looks like a great trade for me. And I'm finishing um, pre-updates at 14.89, which is really good. Um, in the Turbos Havies Cup, I'm up against Con from 360. Going into the last game, we were actually very tight, like 10 points in it. Um, I will say that there was a try assist given to Remus Smith in the Melbourne Storm game uh, for a try, which I just, all he did was do a pass inside. It wasn't even the pass that created the try. It would have been a try contribution at most. And I really hope that he goes down. Because that try assist, he, he was given the try assist and I couldn't see it as a try assist at all. Um, but look, in the last game, my Liam Martin, with, with a 10-point lead, my Liam Martin with 81 against his Jerome Luai, who had a very quiet game, um, really got me in very good shape for the win there. I'm sitting on 14.89 against his 14.14. And I don't even think updates can save Con at this point. Um, it'll be my third win in the um, Turbos Hammies Cup. I saw some comments on the Turbos Hammies Cup page on Facebook. Go and look it up, Turbos Hammies Cup. It's a great group. Lots of podcasters on there. Um, over, you know, sort of you know, 10 to 12 podcasts. And I'm up against Con from 360. And I've rolled him. I'm going to roll him. I don't care what happens. No, no updates can fuck me now. Ado wins. Ado's going to get his third win in the Turbo Sammy's Cup. I'm really ecstatic about it. Um, I'm winning 8 out of 10 of my uh, comps, um, which is pretty good. I think it's a pretty good score. I'm, I'm going to see Green Arrows this week, which is really all I've been aiming for. 
8 out of 10 in some really competitive leagues. I expect that I'm going to go up from 5,000. I mean, if I could go up to 4,000, leading into the buyers, having set myself up with, like, Liam Martin, uh, and who else did I grab? I grabbed another round 13 player in Maddo. So I have a good chance of setting myself up for 13 and getting a win this week in, you know, that comp and in a lot of other comps that I've had. I mean, it puts me in a good mood, really. I, I went to Magic Round as a Raiders supporter, and we got the we got the Chockies over uh, the Dogs. It wasn't glamorous in any way, shape, or form, and we had a we had a sent off in Josh Papali, and we had a sin bin as well. I think uh, you know, with the adverse adversity, you know, the Raiders got the win, which I'm happy with. Um, you know, we'll cover all of those in sort of the big issues and in my rockers, floppers and things about the round. Um, there was a few things that I thought were absolutely bullshit. And I know a lot of you fans out there will have thought that this was maybe the uh, not a round that you kind of look at as a highlight on your calendar as being a great round for a lot of reasons. Uh, I'll share my thoughts on that. We'll cover the rockers and floppers from a SC point of view. I'm going to cover a little bit in strategy about what I think about for the week coming forward. Now that I'm reinvigorated and I'm not going to just play head-to-head, I'm going to try to keep playing overall. Even though I was at 6,000th, I'm going to try to get as high as I can. I want to keep going for top 100. I think a lot of the time, if you finish top 100, it helps you in um, you know, head-to-head anyway, just because you're doing, you know, if you, if you finish top 100 you're getting good scores every week um and i think you know if i could keep concentrating on that i'm bound to win a few head-to-heads anyway um i'm going to go into all the things that i want to cover this week from the big talking points um and you know and, and all the other stuff we'll cover you know moving uh forward for sure i, I don't know what i fucking did Fucked it. No. Oh, it's here. Should I leave this in? Because it's fucking humorous. I don't know. Fuck. I was... Oh, I lost my recording. Alright, I'm back. My biggest talking points. I, I decided to leave that in. You know, whatever. I, I like to keep it organic. Um, The sin bins. We all watch the football this week. And we know how many sin bins there were. We know how many send-offs there were. What... Um, do I think about it? I think, you know, the NRL often goes and overcorrects a little bit, I think. But I, I wasn't actually totally um, unhappy with it, if, if I'm being honest. I thought that the Josh Papali'i one was definitely... Well, I don't know if it was a send-off, but it's going to be weeks. I think. I think he deserves those weeks. I think the Jack White and, you know, if you cannonball them in as a third man in and you can hit them flush on the kneecap joint front on where it doesn't actually put their leg in danger, I think that's fair enough. But if you, if you go in from the side like he did, I think you probably deserve uh, to be on report for that. I think he's going to have some weeks. Um, you know, there was one today in the Sunday games, someone who nearly took their head off. Uh, I, I think, you know, for half of them... You know, it's worth going on report. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I, I, I think that 50, 50, 50, 50 percent of them were absolute fucking rubbish and, and nonsense, and fifty of them were things that really should have gone on report, and maybe a sin bin at most. 
um, for it to go through the, to the match committee. But I think it's a work in progress. And I think... Um, I think that maybe they're going to find their happy medium. They're going to find the right um, zone for it. I think this week they went, they 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 took it too far. The, the penalties, were, the ten in the bins and the send offs weren't all right. Some of them were right. Some of them were probably overhanded, and there should have been a sim bin. You know, they they're going to get it right. I think we need to protect the player's head. I think some of them were. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think that Joshua Parley, I don't know if it's a send-off, I think it should be 10 in the bin and on report. Um, there was one in the Dragons game today, which is a send-off, and I think that should have been 10 in the bin. It really affects the result of the game, uh, being a man down for the rest of the game. And I don't, there's no way they were send-offs. Now, they may result in weeks on the sideline, um, but I think a 10 in the bin gives the team on the field who suffers the infringement, that gives them an advantage, uh, and, you know, you get the players suspended uh, after that, which, you know, covers the crime. I think that the NRL overcorrected and, uh, you know, went a little bit too heavy. I mean, as somebody who attended Magic Round, I was there. It was less... It was definitely less viewable this week, this week I think. Um, it wasn't as fun to watch because of all the slowing down. I mean, look... If you look at it retrospectively, I mean, NRL introduced all of these rules with the six agains. Um, they did it to speed up the game. They don't realize that that's going to create fatigue and make people have lapses in judgment. Uh, hence, more sort of high tackles. And a lot of them have no intent at all. Uh, and then they've come out with this rule that we're going we're gonna to police anything that is above the shoulders and it's a little bit hypocritical in my point of view so you either quicken you, you quicken it knowing that it's going to um have fatigue in the game it's going to make people make uh, rash decisions on tackles uh i think they're really really bad ones i think i would rather like the papali ones and the you know the the one the fuimiano one today that they just get more weeks i mean um Paraguay last week got two weeks. I think if that's four or five, maybe where it goes through and on report, you just give them more weeks rather than it be penalties like send-offs on the field. Put all of them on report. Uh, they can be looked at on their merit. And if some of them are, are really bad ones, you just give them, instead of where it used to be two weeks, you give them five. I think that's enough of a deterrent for players. Um, that's my personal opinion on it. Um and that's point one on the big talking points. Um, I really wanted to talk about Turbo. Um, it was floated in some of the groups that I was in. I mean, is Turbo the greatest fullback in the game? I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, it's a discussion if he's healthy for him to be the best uh, fullback in the game. I think the scores since he's come back, and I mean, far out, like... You know, like, he, he, he came back from pretty heavy hamstring injuries. Everyone was making jokes and memes about, you know, the hamstrings. And he's he busted at a 119 this week. Uh, Pre-updates? I don't know if they've been updated. I think they have, actually. 119 looks like he's finishing score. But since he came back, he's got 116, 118, 68 against Penrith, the front runners and runaway leaders. 
and then a 191 into a 119 this week. I mean, he's averaging well over 100. Um, I know that, that that's super coach, but from an influential fullback point of view, uh, it's amazing. <coughs> the average is just bloody amazing. I think that the year this year is a Pappenhausen and Turbo uh, year. You could employ a trading out fullbacks, uh, you know, philosophy in the way that you play super coach, but uh, it's really clear to me that if you just run Pap, full a fully healthy Pap and a fully healthy uh, Turbo, uh, you're going to be getting higher score. They they're averaging a hundred in their position. Uh, they're in teams that are doing well, particularly in the in the point of view of Pappenhausen. But what Turbo has done back to back to back to back, he just doesn't get a bad score. I mean, his floor is so good. And the ceiling is really good. Um, and I own Turbo, personally. Um, he was my VC. I didn't, I didn't enact the loop. But just having someone at fullback that can get 100 every time. It's freaking awesome. Now, Turbo got the, the 119. Um, I just think... You know, he is a must-have, 100%. If you don't own him, I know he's going to go into origin, but if, I mean, you know, I own Gutho, and I had him just for the buy, and at the price that he's at, he's still in the 700s, but, I mean, a flick from him to to Pap to finish a year with a Pap and Turbo. That Pap and Turbo is a combo this year, in my opinion. Um, that's big talking points for me. Turbo is, he he's amazing. Um, player concerns are a big point for the week. Um, I want to point out some players that are big concerns. Um, this week, I, I was tempted to go Barnett up to Isaiah Papali'i with the price point and how much he can score. Um, I kept Barnett and he, he scored a 53 with updates. And it looks like he's on the 40 minutes uh, in the team as well. Uh, it's a real concern. I just, you know, in the previous pods, you know my thoughts on Adam O'Brien as far as a coach. I can't understand why why Lachlan Fitzgibbon is sucking and getting 80 minutes in second row. And the best player on the park is Barnett. Barnett is their best player. Head and shoulders. Uh, even when Pong is in the team, Barnett is the better player. He's playing 40 minutes. You've got Watson, who's your most attacking player, playing 45. And you, you're playing a fucking useless piece of shit like Lachlan, Lewis, uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, whose dad owns a good portion of NIB, who sponsors the Broncos. I mean, the, the Newcastle Knights. Put him on the fucking bench, mate. Like, he fucking stinks. He's shit. Scored 16 or whatever in Supercoach. He fucking stinks, mate. He's a shit-ass player. Fuck, he sucks. And when they beat the Raiders last week, and, you know, this week they got fucking hammered and coaches in there going, oh, you know, some things need to be changed. We've got a losing cult. You're a loser, mate. Like, make the right decisions. Have some courage. Get your best team on the park. Start with Watson at 13. Get Barnett back in the second row. Play Fitzgibbon off the bench and give him 20 to 30 minutes until he shows you anything more. It doesn't take a fucking brain, you know, a brain 
surgeon to work out that you, you, you're making shit decisions because you're scared and you're going to lose your job anyway, mate. Like, make some fearless decisions. It's shit coaching. Fucking shit coaching. And, you know, Barnett with his 53 should be 80 points. I mean, I don't even want to hold the bum for fucking uh, the buy. It's not his fa- fault. He's not the bum. The coach is the bum. The coach doesn't play his best players on the park for the most minutes. He doesn't give them the opportunity to play their best footy. They don't play their best footy when he's got all of them on the bench. And as a result, they fucking suck. And the players suck, and it's his fucking fault. Uh, Other players that are concerns for me, Takiaho, he was really bad. He got in the 24 pre-updates. The minutes are just so terrible. And strategically in the front row, I played him and TPJ this week. And, you know, TPJ finished in the 40s maybe. But, I mean, I'm getting a total of 65 points from two front rowers. I mean, Papali'i would have been a fair choice in the front row. But, I mean, I I don't think that TKO is getting the hours. I don't, I mean, uh, the minutes. And I don't understand it um, in, in that Roosters pack. I know he's been injured, I guess, maybe. that That's something. I guess he's been injured. But I can't hold him getting 24s and expect to, you know, to, to move up the ladder. You've got to get somebody in the front row that averages 60s. I've lost 40 points this week playing Takiaho in the front row. You know, part of me wanted to hold him for 17. But the way coach is using him, he's not getting the minutes. And in the 20s, in the front row. In the 20s, in the front row. And, and I mean, this week I lose Lenu and I lose Utukamano. I've got to get TKO out. I don't know how many weeks more I can last uh, holding Takeo, uh, you know, in there. Laurie is a huge concern. I mean, I've got a thing in strategy talking about minimums and maximums and, you know... Players that you have who are fullbacks playing in fullback only positions and fullbacks in centre wing only. Now, Laurie is a, a fullback who you play in centre wing, and people who've got him in fullback, you're a fucking idiot. You shouldn't have him in fullback. He doesn't score enough to be in fullback. He's got one score 100 plus this year, and then otherwise, his average is really quite poo. Um, for me, somebody that I'm going to probably hold, I guess, till the bye. But the 20... What did he score this week? Laurie, 37. 37, I think, for, is unders. Way unders for a fullback in today's game and the way that the speed of the game is. Um, the benefit of Laurie, where you take a little bit less than what I think is an average, which is 80, for a fullback... Um, fullback only in today's game is that because he's dual and you can put him in center wing, I think his average should be 60. Now, Laurie is well below that. He, even with his 100, he's well below that. He scored 37 this week and he looks attacking on the field, but he doesn't actually look like a player, if I'm being honest, that has a super coach uh, friendly game. And he fucking stinks. 37. I mean, it's not, it's not shit house. And I mean... You know, you got your best and blah, you know, around the world. And, 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 and you know, I don't know, but I, I he, he, I'll hold him till 13 and he's a, he's a, he's a trade out as soon as there was talk when he got the 100. Is he somebody that you hold, you know, for the rest of the year? No, 
You don't. He fucking sucks. And I'm not going to hold him. Uh, he At 37, there's not enough in the center wing. You've got to get 60s in your center wing. Uh, and, and and there's no 60 for him in, in the center wing. Um, you know, this week I saw reports from Peter Volandis. You know, and there was a time where Peter Volandis was popular because... You know, we're all in COVID and we're all having to stay home from work and he sort of saved the game and everyone was giving him a big pat on the back. But, you know, statements like, uh, I'm not going to listen to the the white noise from the majority, oh, sorry, the minority about, you know, the new rule changes. But, I mean, have any of you ever seen a more unwatchable round of football? I mean, I went to the live game and I'm a big camera supporter and we got a win and... I ended up getting, you know, roasted and kicked out for getting a bit too facetious and a bit too aggro in the stands. I had a fun night, but I mean, you know, the send-offs and and the and the the, the ten minutes in the bin and for for Valandis to say that that's the minority. Well, I'll tell you what, Valandis, grab yourself a socials account and, and create a Peter Valandis Facebook create us an instagram and create a, a twitter don't be a fucking frigid bitch and don't be a fuck up and don't say that oh that's the minority when you're not even on any of the fucking formats that shows you what the majority of people think none of us like your fucking overcorrection. part of us agrees with the philosophy of it and if you did it in reasonable consideration you did it reasonably uh you know we think maybe it could work but we ain't a minority. You, uh, I mean, people are going to switch off next week. And they're going to switch off the week after. The social fans, you know, your non-diehard fans are going to switch off with the stoppages. If you're going to create the six again rule to keep the game speeded up and you to increase the fatigue in the game, and then you're going to slow it down by giving sin bins, stoppages, uh, send-offs, and... All the nonsense that was there this week. The games went slower than ever. I don't... I'm not going to listen to the white noise from the minority. That is not somebody that we want in charge of anything in our game. You thinking that it's white noise minority shows how out of touch you are, you fucking spud. You fucking peanut. The majority says it was an overcorrection... Find the happy medium and then go get your results. And the happy medium is what's going to get you. We want to protect the head. And there were some this week that were fair enough, but 80% of them were not fair enough at all. Landy's is like the typical fucking dictator who it goes to their fucking head, mate. Like all these people that, you know, as soon as they get like someone licks their balls and says that they're fucking awesome and they just, there's such power control fucking idiots that they run with it and they think that they're untouchable fuck you Valandis you're a fucking idiot Uh, what you did this week oh I'm going to protect the head you're a fucking idiot because it's a contact sport there's going to be some incidental damage I mean old mate who hit fucking Tedesco who he basically runs on his fucking knees mate I'm sorry but 
Everyone says it's the defender's uh, responsibility to protect the head of the attacker. But if they're dropping down to knee high, you don't have a closed uh, fist. You're making a normal tackle that would hit at the hip to slash, you know, up just slightly above hip height in your tackle. You're making a normal tackle. I mean, the way that Tedesco runs, and have a look at who's getting suspended, who's getting sent off, who's getting sin-binned. The most of all of these fucking infringements are against Tedesco. So let's put a little bit of responsibility on the runner. And, well, I, I accept that any contact with the head is no good. But I think you've got, to de- you've got to attach a little bit of, okay, well, that one wasn't actually the defender's fault. We still accept that he still hit him high. But Tedesco was at knee height falling in the tackle, the player was just trying to make a normal tackle, and, and it did hit them in, in the head, so we'll give him a week only, like, there's no way that that is the defender's fault, it, it, it is his fault, because we need to protect the head, no matter what, but Tedesco is a fucking piece of shit, running around on his fucking knees basically in games and that's no surprise that all of the fucking tackles are against Tedesco running up like that dropping in tackles and then people are getting him high just doing a normal fucking you're just a football trying to earn your fucking crumb going out and making tackles like a normal human being in the football arena and you're fucking suspended for six weeks because Tedesco drops down to half his size standing height and you hit him in the fucking head. It's a fucking joke. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Fuck you, Tedesco. Congratulations on your ton, sweet. But mate, you played on, didn't you? And and I mean everyone and, and Robbo's there like, oh everyone's attacking Tedesco. Mate, have a look at the way that he's running. He's taken more players out of the game than anyone else because of his running style, and I put fifty percent of the ownership on the tackler. And, well, 40% on the tackler and 60% on him. Fuck you, Tedesco. It's your fault these motherfuckers are getting fucked over in the tackles because of the way that you're running the ball, mate. I know it sounds like I'm a piece of shit accusing him of the problem because he's getting whacked in the head, but what do you fucking expect? The way that he's running the ball. Jesus. All right, here's my rockers from the round... Um, I haven't got all the games in there, but let me go through the ones that I saw. Great, great, great. Rocker scores from Dewey. I mean, there was some concern about Dewey in the center wing. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think that's actually proper concern. Uh, in this game, he scored well, you know, but I don't know if it's going to happen against good teams in the center wing. Uh, you know, like he, I mean, Newcastle are fucking sh- that coach, mate, Adam O'Brien, I mean, pull your fucking head in, mate. you got no idea what you're doing. But, you know, he's not going to score that every week against good teams. Uh, 114 is a good score. Uh, other scores were obviously Turbo with his 119. He, he I, I, I put that in my big points. 116, 118, 68, 191. Nearly the record, and then into a 119. Turbo is averaging 100, and I don't even think it matters the opposition. He just, or away, or at home. I mean, he is great at Lotto Land, but I mean, fuck, he's such a good player. I mean, is he the greatest? I mean, in a year, if he stays healthy, he could be better than Tedesco easily, I think. Um, you know, Teddy 
is is a dynamo. He got a hundred himself this week. Um, but you know, like in, I mean, t- Turbo changes his team. You know, and Teddy, Teddy's on the skids a bit. I think that give it give it some time, and Turbo will be the greatest fullback in the game. My personal opinion. Uh, in the Bulldogs versus the Raiders, I was there. I was rowdy as a motherfucker. Uh, I was singing. I was dancing. I was getting in trouble from people in the front row for my swearing. I was throwing things. Uh, Ada was loose as a mofo in that game. But there's no super coach relevant stuff that happened in that game. Uh, Luke Thompson, I put down as one of my high scorers. 69. I mean, I've got... TPJ, who scored less, and I've got, uh, who's the other bum? TKO. Luke Thompson's a better front roller than them. He's got a better average. You know, like, he doesn't have the ceiling of TPJ, and T- he's way better than TKO. So, like, people who have TKO sucks to be you, and people who have Luke Thompson, 69 this week, he's averaging around 60s, he's meat and potatoes, but he's a bloody good buy. I mean, he was a good buy yonks ago when you had him, but he's reliable as a mofo in the front row. 69. On on the back of uh, many good scores. Luke Thompson, a bloody good... He's a bloody champion. In the next game, the Sharks versus the Rabbitohs. I was there at uh, Magic Round for that. Cookie got an 88, which is not not a bad score, really. I mean, Cookie, he doesn't have very good average. He's not a premium. I mean, Braley scored 70s, you know, and he started off 400k cheaper. And he was still the better half, uh, dummy half pick. Uh, Cookie got a good score this week, and if you were dumb enough to hold him, then good on you. You finally got a good score from Cookie. I had Cody Walker, who I want 200 from. I wonder what Cleary did, you know, this week uh, from Cook. Well, sorry, from Walker. But, you know, I'll take 71 from him. Will Kennedy, 80. Nothing to be too excited about. Um, in the Roosters game, Teddy got his 119 pre-updates. Teddy was back. He looked more... Threatening in there. I think that him and Walker are sort of starting to learn how to play together. It's a good score. Uh, and I think that their run, you know, is looking pretty good in the up, up upcoming. But he's obviously going to go off to Origin. And same with Angus, who's going to go off to Origin. But he scored a 110 this week. Looks really good. Uh, before the updates, Tupu, who I flagged a little few weeks ago. Going to 92. Uh, Lamb looked great, actually, for his first game of the year, 75. Drink water over the other side with 105. Uh, things that I flagged last week were... I mean, did he even fucking play? Uh, he didn't. He was no emergency. The old Condon. I don't even think he played. He was out. But I sold him anyway, because I wasn't going to let him run on the field, you know, with his bloody... 80 or whatever. I would have lost all the money that he made. Ah, today's games in Parramatta. Um, Moses got a 99. I don't know if anyone owns him. Maybe they were grabbing him for, you know, the uh, buys. Um, 90 for Regan Campbell-Gillard. That took two tries. Two tries and 90. I don't know how excited I am about that. 
Maddo got a 68, bit low for him. I brought him in this week. He was one of my trades. I went for feeder down to Maddo. I'll accept 68 happily. Gutho, fuck, I'll cover him in strategy. 55 from Gutho, and I'm going to hold him to the round 13, maybe. I mean, I'll hold him as long as I can hold the bum, but 55 from a fullback I think is fucking unacceptable. And when you're a front runner against the Warriors and 55 and you got Moses going off injured, sorry, but that's a fucking fail. You fuck up. Fuck you, Gutho. Um, over the other side, Reese Walsh, fullback only because of Rob Sutherland being a friggin' asshole, making him fullback only. Stupid and probably cheating and dodgy. Everything you can say really about how you play a super coach. He shouldn't have been fullback only. 93, he'd be great in the center wing, wouldn't he? Where he should have been made dual or in the halves or whatever, but fucking hell. 93 for someone that none of us could have in our team because of this, you know, the Daily Telegraph and Rob Sutherland and his, he, the way that he brings players in. Um, no good. In the last game of Magic Round, uh, we had the Panthers... Up against the Titans. The Titans suck. Uh, and they got absolutely bloody rolled. And it looks like we've got ourselves a record. Unless the people at Fox Sports Lab want to do like a Remus Smith. Where they gave him a try assist for a basic simple pass. Where everyone else did like three more passes. And they gave him the try assist. What a joke. Remus Smith just did a catch and pass. And then there was three more passes in the in the try and they gave him a try assist in that Melbourne game. What a joke. But, um, look, Cleary's points are legit. I don't know if they can take any points off him. Uh, I mean, I, there's no way that he can't break the record here. I, I don't think, you know, in regular play. 246 pre-updates. He was my captain. I'm going to have a good week in the 1400s, maybe up to 1500s if updates, you know, work for me. I brought in Liam Martin instead of going, um, you know, the Isaiah Papali'i route. Uh, Papali'i got a 40-odd and and Liam Martin got me an 80, which was basically the difference. Uh, I was up against Con from uh, NRL 360 in the Turbos Hemi's Cup. He had Tohu, Maddo, and Isaiah Papali. I was really shitting myself, if I'm being honest. But he got some... I mean, Tohu went from 40s to 60s in the last three minutes of the game. And I only saw him do two hit-ups and one tackle and a forward pass. So I don't know how he went up 20 points. Uh, A little bit of unicorns there because he's a celebrity player, maybe. Um, But I went in with like a 15, 17-point... Uh, lead into the last game. Luai had a shocker in the 20s, I think it was. Where is he? Luai. 27 for Luai and 81 for my, you know, trading of, uh, you know, old mate, bloody Liam Martin for 81. Got 8-0 win in the Turbos, Abbeys. 8 on 3 wins. How exciting. Um, you know, we, we both Captain Cleary, me and Con, but... You know, we were level going into the last game and, and my Martin versus his Luai for 60 points just got me over the line. It's a really... I just... I feel juicy happy about that. I feel so good about that win because, you know, the people from... You know, Mike and Savs 
gave us the hot tip in the in a, in the in the Supercoach Experience podcast. Save the t- I'll go to 150k in the bank. I picked a Liam Martin over Isaiah Papali. He he outscored him. He got the, me the win in most of my leagues. It's a good week, and Ado feels happy. Um, the floppers. Uh, TBJ with his 41. I know it's not a shit, shit score. And I know you're going to hold him for round 13. But if you're playing 80 minutes in the second row and you're scoring 40 points, that's a fucking shocker for me. Uh, Simmonson in his uh, 17 or whatever he got. You know, like some people were saying, should I play him this week or, or Staines or Saab? To me, it was very clear that Saab and Staines were ahead of Simmonson. He did. He he is on Jack White's side, and we were playing the Bulldogs. But to me, just on four, just on try scoring ability, the other two were better choices. Um, he was a flop. Um, Takiaho, twenty four points. I mean, there's huge minutes concerns, just like with Barnett. Uh, I mean, how do you doubt Robbo and the way that he refer? I mean, the way that he coaches, and you know, you just see the minutes that he gives Takiaho, and it just drives me nuts. Really, uh, twenty-four. He's just going to keep going down in price. He's at four seventy-two with a B of fifty-nine. He's going to lose money. And, I mean, from the more important thing, how do you hold him for the points? Especially if you're playing as you have to play front rower. I've got to get him out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm abs- I've got 250k in the bank, and I'm not going to hold Takiyaho. Fuck 17. Fuck holding him. I don't give a shit. He's shit. He doesn't get the minutes. If he gets 60 minutes, he can score okay, but he's not even getting close to that. Robert is not using him, and he's not going to stay in my team. He was a flop. A flop and a half. Uh, a little bit of chat on uh, strategy. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about fullbacks um, and the minimum average that you want to get from a fullback. Um, I think that the potential for scoring in the fullback position is just enormous. I think that you can get 200s from fullbacks very easily, 150s. Hundreds like Turbo gets a hundred every week, basically. I mean, there's minimums and maximums that you can hold from f- fullback, and you know, a lot of things have to be taken into consideration. People that are fullback and fullback jewel, I think that fullback jewel is different. If you've got a fullback jewel who can play fullback and 5 8, I think that that number becomes around 60, but I think if it's fullback only, uh, 80 is the minimum. Um, so let's look at minimums strategy wise that are acceptable in the fullback position if 80 fullback only is acceptable so the people that are are covering that 80 point minimum my theory on what's acceptable in the fullback position turbo pat latrell ponga gutho although he's on a huge slide and he won't be he won't be 80 plus as of next week after his shit score this week um, and the dual players who can play fullback and center wing, or dual being uh, fullback and 5 eighth, are going to be Dewey, another 125 this week. He's got a fantastic average. He clears the 60 big time. Thompson, who's injured and 
he's going to be out for quite a while. Izako, he's just holding on to that 60-plus sort of average. Val, he was a target for me a few weeks ago. Peachy, above that 60, who is a jewel. He's second row, whereas a lot of them are center wing and fullback. Um, players that are below in their fullback only or in their fullback and jewel spots are Teddy, who's below the 80 average at a fullback only. He's had a good score this week, and I don't know if that'll even get him up to 80, but Teddy isn't a prime player in fullback this year. Uh, and, you know, peep, a popular cheapie in, in Laurie is not 60-plus. Even outside of that 100 big score that he did to improve his average, he's well uh, below. And a player like Gutho, who's now currently sitting in the fullback only 80-plus, uh, uh, after he scored this week, he's going to actually be below uh, the 80 minimum. 80 minimum for fullback, 60 minimum for fullbacks that you can put in center wing. Or any position dual that you can put in center wing. So like your Cape Wells, you know, your uh, Lorries, all of them, it's got to be 60. And if it's not 60, they're not doing the job for you. So in turn, for me, I cannot wait to trade out Gutho. I brought Gutho in for the round 13, you know, with injuries to Pap and, and a lot of people's, smart people's view is that he could be origin. Uh, the moment that Gutho either plays for me in th round 13 or gets picked for origin, I'm trading him. He is on the slide. Now, he's still at the 700 price. He's not dropping too much coin at the moment. He's a fair trade across for your finishing fullback. If you're not got turbo, I think the finishing fullback is Pappenhausen. He's going to come down to a nice price after getting knocked the fuck out this week. Bad tackle. Should should I agree with the the clampdown on on that type of tackle? Um, but he's going to go down nicely in price. And I mean, the moment that I get a word on on uh, state of origin, if if, if Gutho's in, I want to just trade him straight to Pappenhaus. And even if he plays Origin, when the price is right, because I can almost do it as a sideways, and I'm just going to finish the year with Pat. His scoring ability is much more consistent. He fits that average of 80+, plus, which Gutho will not fit after this. Gutho is a yo-yo. And in games, he can go on these runs. Gutho's a run-type person. You get him when the time is good. Now, if he plays 13, Gutho is a great play and, you know, possibly a VC or C if he plays round 13 and he doesn't get picked for Origin. If he is outside, if he took Origin completely away from it, Gutho is too inconsistent. He doesn't, he can score the big ones. He can score the big ones for three rounds, four rounds, then he goes back down to 40s. And, to me, someone who plays fullback only, if you can't score above 40, you fucking suck. If you can't score above 60, you sort of suck. And if you score above 80, you're acceptable. Gutho has got 40s in him. He's got 40s and 50s. It's a shit fullback. It's no Pappenhausen. It's no Turbo. Why would you own Gutho if you're going to own Turbo and, and Pap? Even Teddy. They've got the big scores in him. You know? Gutho is too inconsistent. I know he hurt his ankle this week and finished in the 40s or whatever, or 50s. Fuck you, Gutho. You suck. 
You're not the king of anything. You're the king of mediocrity. You can't score like the prime. You're not a premium fullback. You're a makeshift fullback. And you can do 100 every now and then. But you're not consistent. And I'll hold you to round 13 if I have to. And I can't do anything better. You know, if you get picked as 18th, man, it's not going to be any skin off my nose. I'll trade you out. You suck. And you're not consistent. Uh, in the last game, Cleary, what a weapon. That's the record. He was my captain. 246. It's going to get me just under 15. I'm going to see green arrows this week. I don't care what anyone else says. 1500 is a good score. Just under. I'm going to get green arrows. And Ado's going to go up the ladder. I'm really happy that I stuck with my guns. I had a VC on Tommy. I didn't loop. The reason I didn't loop is because I had Bloor and he got 15 points. Outside of that, if I didn't have Bloor, um, I might have run the gauntlet with uh, Simmonson, you know, figuring that he might have scored higher. But I'm really get glad that I just held my nerve and I kept um, I kept him as captain. Uh, clearly, I was at the game on Saturday and the ground looked like the turf looked really good. So I just thought it would still be a quick game. I felt like It'd be a good surface, and it proved to be so. Cleary played the whole 80. Uh, oh, I've got a, such a tiny violin out for Kando, who didn't captain Cleary, and he was like, oh, I'm sure you'll get a rest if I was a coach. Well, you're not a coach, Kando. You're not a coach in the NRL. You probably do a better job than old mate from Newcastle, but you're not a coach, and you can just tell the games where they're going to keep, you know, us people who know rugby league and we we are actual you know we're supporters we have a team we know that there were there were sharks in the water and they just kept him on he just kept plundering away he wanted to be on there he's getting ready for origin they're just going to keep him on we just knew it there's you can't take him off early you're like i mean yeah take turbo off he's got injury concerns but clearly he's gonna stay on and just keep killing it today it wasn't much of a sweat he was always going to stay on the field there's a record. Thanks for the record. Cleary gets the record. Winner, winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Boom. Winner. Ada gets fifteen hundred. Thanks for coming. Horrors. <laughs> pull your heads in. I mean, Tohu went. He was in the forty. He forty-seven, and he went in the final three minutes. I saw him go for one run and two tackles. He threw a forward pass and went up into the sixties. Now, if if I've never seen. A, which I've seen heaps, celebrity scoring. There was some dead set celebrity scoring in there because Tohu, mate, I want to bring Tohu into my team, but if you give him 20 points for doing nothing, what's going to bloody happen? Fucking hell. Anyway, I'm going to do a score update and we'll finish this mofo off. Um, 14.89, uh... I mean, I said in my podcast a few weeks ago, you know, I was very Shakespearean. Just like, oh, I just need a 1500. Anything for a 1500. I need one. I just need a 1500. Well, if I get some updates here, Ada will crack the 1500. It's going to have me winning. It's not even going to have me winning all of my fucking leagues because a lot of people are fucking good players in the leagues that I play in. But I don't even care. Oh, I got a fifth. I'm up against a fifteen twenty-two, a fifteen twenty-three. I got some good players here that I play in these leagues, you know. But uh, I'm gonna get a win in some of the ones that matter to me. Um, 
there's a num nut in one of the groups I play in called Peace. I'm gonna beat him. Uh, Big Ted, who's a really great, a super guy. I love you, Big Ted. And you know, if there was anyone that I could just, I would take points off myself just to see you get a win because you're such a lovely guy. You're such a good friend and I'm going to beat you by a hundred points. And I, I don't even like that. I'm going to beat you by a hundred points because you're such a lovely, lovely, lovely person and someone who is a really good friend of mine. I love to see you succeed. And I mean, hats off to you. It was a real close one till the end this week. And uh, I mean, I just love you so much. And I, if I could give up my win to you, I would. Um, other people, I mean, all my other wins were good. I'm going to get a win of the Hemis Cup Turbos. Ado's moving up the ladder. All my hard work getting up to where I need to be is, is going to pay off. I'm going to get another win. Yeah, me. I'm going to get another win. Um, makes me happy. Um... Uh, I don't know what they've updated to. Um, Strategy-wise, for next week, um, let's let's get a look at next week. I mean, I, f I really just figured that this week was a week, especially with some of the outs, uh, some of the suspensions. I really felt like it was a, a mover's week. I felt like it was a chance to move up the ladder, kind of like a buy round. Um, I'm really happy that I got near on 1,500 this week. Uh, into round 11... What do I think is going to be the games of opportunity? Um, ooh, uh, I mean, it's going to be a tough round actually. Next round, I think that you got the you you got uh, the Cowboys up against the Knights. I don't know if uh, uh, if there's any VCs or Cs in there. You got the Warriors against the Tigers. I don't know if there's any VCs or Cs there. Probably all people in those games that you've got in your team you would play you've got the sharks and the dragons i don't know if anyone's gonna have anyone from their teams gold coast versus the dogs might be a chance you don't have Fafida. maybe some people have tino i don't know if you'd even see him nah roosters versus the broncos maybe a sam walker there's your vc sam walker maybe or teddy versus the broncos teddy could go really well against the broncos at the seg or Sam Walker. The Storm versus the Raiders. Um, I'd be interested to see if Pat pulls up. He got a really heavy HIA this week. I don't think it looks like he's going to make it to Saturday next week. And the Raiders. We're going to lose Papali'i, Hodgson and Whiten. It could be an opportunity if you've got any Melbourne players that they're going to score well. Um... Oh, there's nothing. South versus the Panthers uh, could be a bit of a tough one, which cancels out, you know, even your Clearies and Totals and your Walkers and everyone. I don't know if Latrell's back next week. And the Eels versus Manly. I don't think that's a turbo. Oh, I mean, it's such a hard week next week. I don't even know who I'll make my C. I think, you know, like I could VC in the earlier games, maybe. No, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna VC or C straight C Walker. You know. Uh, oh man, what a hard. Uh, I I I just this week is gonna really. It's gonna be another week of interest. Like this week with all the injuries and suspensions. 
Um, next week's going to be hard. I don't think there's... I'm just looking at it. I don't think there's any real clear cut VCs and Cs next week. Uh, could go any way. I think it's going to be a really interesting mix of percentages. Uh, I think, yeah, my little strategy look at this week is just on fullbacks. And what's your... 80 fullback only. 80. 60 if you've got a fullback jewel in your center wing. And if they don't get 80 at fullback, fuck them off. And if they don't get it, the 60 minimum in your fucking uh, center wing, fuck them off. You know, like, maybe you're going to hold just till 13, but have them on your list as cells. If they're not getting 80 in fullback, and fuck them off if they're not getting 60 in your uh, center wing. Because it's not enough. I mean, and furthermore, if you're not getting 60s in your front row, so is Tiko better than Luke Thompson? No! Tiko started at a higher price, and Luke Thompson started at a lower price. He's averaging more, he's more consistent, his floor is lower. So is uh, James Fisher Harris. Uh, I mean, I could go maybe Tiko to James Fisher Harris, get an extra 13 number. His floor is so much better. Takioho and the way that they're using him. I don't know it's because of the rib injury. My trades this week might be Takiaho out with my extra money to maybe I'll go Papali. He's going to come down in price. You know, played against his old team, had an off game. He's lowest scorer of the year. So the pri- he's at the prime picking price. Maybe i go Takiaho to James Fisher-Harris. And I go, oh, Josh Schuster and bring Watson down because he's a 13 number. And then I bring in, uh, you know, the Eels number nine. What's his name? I can't remember his name. Reed Marnie. You know, those could be my trades. Like just keep pumping up the 13 numbers. I think I'm at about 13 now, uh, not including Toro and Gutho. Maybe I don't need two. I don't know. But I mean, even just on points alone, JFH looks better than Takayaho at the moment. He's a liability. And there's no liabilities with Watson and Schuster in those positions. Maybe I could hold a trade uh, and just hold Schuster for the 17 and, and not go read money. He's still a, a rough chance of origin. I don't know. But... Uh, lots of things to think about. I don't think that VCs and Cs are very easy this upcoming week. And I think that I'm reinvigorated with my score to, to make a, an assault on, on the buy round. So maybe I go for the 15, 16 uh, numbers in and I'll go, I'll read Marnie and JFH next week to pump two more numbers into my uh, round 13 numbers. I mean, it resolves a problem in front row with uh, Takiaho, uh, and not that Josh Schuster's doing anything wrong, but he's probably peaked. He had a fair score this week, but Reed Money, he's almost a finishable finish the year kind of uh, dummy half. I don't know, but anyway, uh, good luck to all of you in the upcoming week. I hope that you've had a really good round. Some big scores this week, fourteen hundreds and plus. I hope you got green arrows, and I hope that next week, it's a hard week for VCs, captains, and trades. Hang in there, make the right choices, and I love you, and I hope that you all have a good week. Then, you know, thanks for listening. La 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 la.
Thanks for listening.